0: club yuck yucks <laughs> the beautifully and aptly and poetically named yuck yucks uh, i have no idea what's supposed to happen in a place called yuck yuck uh, you would think laughter at the outset but then i've never heard anyone go yuck, 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 ever before uh, at least it's not sir laughs uh that you can say for the name yes there was a club in the 80s called sir laughs I like big butts and I cannot lie. Uh, wow. I like dick jokes and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, located uh, a sort of underneath a thing uh, across the street from a bunch of other stuff. It's in that district of Vancouver. A. Uh, we're in British Columbia, AA, which is a, a place that I've enjoyed coming for zillions of years. Uh, people of Canada uh, have been so uh, g- generous to me and lovely in your own slow-paced, sincere way. For instance, I'm doing Breakfast Tully tomorrow. I don't know what the name of the show is. Something AM, I think. And they tweeted today a picture of me and they wrote, Remember him? and you know. My ego is pretty resilient. I've, I live in Los Angeles where I'm too old and too everything. So, I get it. But remember him? And I wrote, yeah, I remember. And they're like, oh, remember Whose Line? I'm like, Whose Line's on its fifth season on the CW, Biatch. And I don't even care. That's how... Fucking I trumped it. <laughs> I tangerine tyranted it. Someone dared to say something errant about me on the social media and I fucking. <laughs> but I didn't say bitch or anything like that. I just said, we're in our fifth season. <laughs> <laughs> Crack a fucking phone, AM, whatever. Remember that, you? Just because you don't watch it anymore. I got an interview today and the guy was like so what's Drew Carey like? I'm like well a dim and distant memory in my career what's he what is that you know we lived together as man and wife for a while he gave me a Porsche fuck you you know what I mean? I don't have to go into it with you the man makes love like a Play-Doh fun factory different shapes very pliable turquoise whatnot. oh yeah What's you like? Ah, ah. What are your famous friends like? Oh. So that's what I mean. Uh, Of course, the people of Canada, uh, the actual Canadians, uh, are uh, absolutely divine and lovely, and uh, uh, people say things, yes. The TV wants to ask questions like, uh, uh, what's the difference between an English audience and an American audience? Like, well, um, they're separated by thousands of miles of water. I should have given the stock answer, which is American audiences are brilliant and English audiences are just oh, dire, so stupid. Because it works everywhere you go. In England, what's the difference between the English and the American um, American girls are stupid oh my god they bring guns <laughs> and then I was in New Zealand and I think I've told you this one before but I'm going to tell it again because it bears repeating I said people down here are so nice and sincere I'm low not they don't have that head up come at you thing and he goes Grieg because he's in New Zealand Grieg I am Grieg the composer in New Zealand short E's or E E Breed, would you like some breed with cheese on it? Cheese stays the same. The cheese stands alone. But the breed, the breed is the finest breed. I got, I'm down with that new breed thing. And he goes, Grieg, we're the Canadians of the South Pacific. I'm like, "You, you kind of are. You're both outdoorsy. Right, there's always a pine, uh, what do they call them? Um, Tree, is it? Yeah. You know where you go? You know when you wanna urinate and smoke and stuff? You know that place you go? What's it called outside? Where my suit gets damp and my glasses get moisture on them, okay? They're like, oh, they're lighting up Niagara Falls and it's gonna be great. I've never seen Niagara Falls. I hate Niagara Falls. If you wear glasses, you just stand there while everyone goes, look at it. And I'm like, I I can't. I'm covered with foam. (laughs) I'm covered with foam. And then you wipe your glasses off and put them back on, and instantly. You're at Niagara Falls. There's more moisture. There's more, more moisture. We were on the Mexican side. Uh, There's the Canadian side, and then the Mexican side very big waterfall encompasses uh, several states. Uh, it's actually got seven electoral votes. Uh, and the Canadian side uh, is, is part of uh, Alberta as well. Uh, That's how large it is. We're putting angry on you know what you should do? Take the inflatable King Kong down off the main street if you want to class the fucking place up. That place is fucking Winnemunca, Nevada. Like, no one's been to Winnamunk, I should have used a reference we could have all got I don't know if anyone's ever been to Laughlin, Nevada it's in the desert, near a river a couple of million hours from Las Vegas, and the people who go to Laughlin are lovely, but uh, what's, how's that song go by Bob Dylan? Um, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door Ma, take this oxygen tank from me I can't roll it anymore. (laughs) I'm smoking through a hole in my chest. I feel like I'm knocking on heaven, door. That's what Laughlin's like. Let me put it this way. Vegas is way too fast for everyone that goes to Laughlin. Laughlin is the option if, like, you go to Vegas and you're like, oh, my God, it's like the Matrix, and there's just shit coming out of you. Goodbye, mister. Right? Like, no. Uh, So you go to Laughlin where the pace is slowed down to this level. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 irregular. (laughs) And it's next to a river and that's the big attraction. Like, oh, there's casinos and then there's like crappy places to eat and shit and then it's not, you know, like Vegas has like over the top places that are supposed to be classy. You know, that... That, that Ryan Seacrest classy. You know, like, when you, when you care enough to spend a zillion dollars and you don't know what you're fucking ordering, and it comes in a bowl and you're freaked out anyway. You know, restaurants like that, where they'll, it'll have, like, more... And In any case, uh, La, Niagara Falls uh, has... the saddest casinos outside. I've been to sadder ones. There's, Kelowna is a beautiful place. Kelowna... Kelowna... I've played there many times and we often play there at a time of year where there's an outdoor fair going on and they make donuts right out the back of the venue. So they're making them donuts in the back. The little holes with the cinnamon and the sugar. This is Canada. Everyone's like, yeah, go on. You have to remember everyone's not Canadian. If I say donuts to other cultures, they're like, huh? Uh, And I know for a fact a couple people who won't eat a donut. They just don't like it. But... Yeah, someone went what <laughs> do not make me call Gordon Lightfoot. I will I will take this to the highest, wisest court in the land. I can see you walking there with her. A double double. She's a hard loving woman looking for trouble. Timmy's, you better take care If I find you eating out of the sourdough bowl Or whatever the fucking hollowed out thing They used to put chili in a hollowed out thing Did I still do that one? Whoa, 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 with the anger All right, I haven't looked at the menu in a while Usually I'm at the airport, Timmy's I love that they're like, we sell coffee In a bag For grown-ups it's not just messed up truckers with a 14 year old in the front seat anymore Timmy's is for everyone now hey you got a family you like coffee right you want it to taste shitty like it does at Timmy's cause you've only gone there cause you're too fucking lazy to make it at home and you're getting that first fucking donut of the morning in or that first eight donuts of the morning in who's fucking zooming who Canada you might as well face it you're addicted to donuts The grease is hot, and you're alone. What's in them? The Tim, the Timmys. There's always a queue. I've never been right. Crack. I've been in Brandon, Manitoba. I've been in the middle of nowhere, literally the middle of nowhere in Manitoba, like a not even a truck stop, like an afterthought, an apostrophe in the road. Because if you turn left when you're crossing the prairie or the road veers at all, everybody cheers. (laughs) Uh, We've ridden across with a bus with the Who's Line guys like a thousand times, and we'd like, we're turning right! (laughs) We're turning right! (laughs) We're turning right! right! (laughs) And, uh... Yes, you can watch a dog run away for three days. The point is this. We stopped at a Timmy's there, and there was a line. I mean, it wasn't the ass end of the goddamn prairie, but if it wasn't, you could see it from there. You could smell the rapeseed or whatever. What's the yellow one? Canola? Canola. Isn't there one called rapeseed? They need to rebrand. Uh-uh. Boo, rapeseed. I'm sure you're delicious and useful, but wow. (laughs) Smarten that shit up. Waftilla. Anybody? I like it. Zam. I'm just trying to rebrand rapeseed, so they... Like, look at that waftilla feel, it's so beautiful. It sounds vaguely First Nations. I made it up. It's an Ojibwe word that means Shania. (laughs) So there must be heroin in the Timmies. My complaint about the Timmies is that... Thank you. It's It's the way I say it. My complaint about the Timmies is the frosting fucking, if you bite into one side of the Timmy, the frosting on the other side buckles like it's, it, you know, like it's Japan and and uh, whoa, you know, whoa, and then crack, 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 and then fucking whoa, the whole thing falls to fucking pieces. And you don't have the bag underneath you. Who eats with the bag? I'm not a pony. I'm, you know, I'm I'm on the bus in my suit, you know, and I've got my hair and, you know, curlers and, you know, cold cream avocado mask and whatnot, and I'm like, oh, fuck, Jimmy! Explosive chocolate thing in my lap. And then you leap up, and you hit your head on the thing, and then you fall. Does this ever happen to you? That's my complaint. What I do like is that they make the coffee for you. There's none of that go-over-and-get-your-own-milk bullshit. Or do they still do that? Oh, they don't. They did up till a couple years ago. When did they cut that shit out? Yeah, they still do. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Canada, choose a fucking side here. 54-40 or fight. Let's do this. <laughs> they do, and that's what I mean. It's like New York. You go coffee regular. But at Timmy's, what's one with the milk? You go, like, coffee with milk? Double-double, right. I already, I already ordered it earlier in the comedy. And uh, a double-double. But doesn't that mean it also comes with a down here? Oh, double-double just means cream and sugar. Right, right, the way I like it. Uh, like, Mr., like Mr. Wolf in Pulp Fiction. Lots of cream, lots of sugar. And then when he drinks it, he goes, mm. Uh, the, <laughs> he's a killer. And he, mm. good, good coffee. Which, by the way, is historically never happened in Timmy's. No one's ever gone, mm. Mm. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Say. Got us some terrific coffee. (laughs) No one's done that. Timmy's you go like this. There's a time again, there's a caribou, what not? Oh, a wolf, a wolf, there's a fucking wolf sitting in the tires. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Happens out, happened outside. Chip Esten and I, who is, of course, television's uh, deacon on uh, the TV show Nashville, formerly on ABC now, on the Country Music Channel, or whatever it's called, CMT I think it is. Uh, and Charles and I go back a thousand, now he's Charles. I know, I know him as Chip when we were making gay pornography together we called each other Chip and Chuck uh, Charles uh, who strangely I always called Charles until and then he got the show and now he's Charles and I'm back to calling him Chip uh, I know right how does my garden grow with silver bells and cockle shells and, and all in a row uh, we did a corporate gig in Yorkton, uh, Saskatchewan. So we stayed in, thank you. Some, I don't know if they've been there or they're just applauding because they've left there or they saw it on a map once. Uh, I was, the Aurora Borealis won't play there. So we stayed in Regina at that big hotel on the main drag that we, I've stayed at before. Uh, and had a very Canadian experience once. I gave them... In the days when you had, before you could uh, um, uh, uh, drop box things and whatnot on your computies, uh, we mailed things and sometimes FedExed them from hotels. I I was doing a podcast that no one ever listened to, which I did for Audible from the year 2000 to like 2005. And yeah, it was... a Yeah. welcome, you don't take credit as the father of podcasting because I'm fucking not. Um, there was other people doing them too. And it was like 15 minutes sometimes a half an hour or whatever I wanted and I did it every week and it was all during the Bush administration and I bitched about Dick Cheney and the, oh my god it was funny. and uh, It had to be in on a certain day and it had to get sent to New York so I, was in, I recorded it in Regina in my room I guess and uh, I put it in the Federal Express thing and then I'm like called New York like two days later and they're like we haven't got it yet and they're like I'm like I called the hotel in Regina I'm like um, I left a FedEx like two days ago and they're like oh yeah it's right here <laughs> when it absolutely positively has to get there you know whenever That was supposed to go in the oat pile. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Canada. It's in the Federal Express on the What did you think it was doing? And why did you let it sit for two fucking days? And just looking at it each day and going, no. <laughs> the sense of urgency. Is not how I would describe Canada. (laughs) Canada's not on red alert. Canada's not on tilt. America right now? Oh, yeah. DEFCON 4. And wait till January when it really is DEFCON 4. All the time. Right, I know, I know. You're all like, don't be like a Batman cartoon. (sighs) Just endless rain and martial law. I lead a gang of people in suits called the Devil's Advocates because we try to take the other side. Think how they feel. May I have another drink, please? We have to start the show. As you can see, I'm surrounded like the Christ child uh, by gifts brought from kings from the Orient. In every current Christmas version Uh, and ones going back 40 and 50 years by current I mean because you know you've got your little drummer boy that was from I believe the late early 70s uh, my own I uh, you know the the stop action ones that you see at Christmas right we still watch those I presume because Rudolph was on the other night and Charlie Brown was on Charlie Brown and Rudolph are let's be honest the Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux of Christmas specials I'll explain to people outside of the Canadian area Wayne Gretzky and Miriam Lemieux. Very, very successful at the hockey. Hockey's a... If you're you're listening in uh, uh, Sweden, you know what it is. Uh, you're, you're, You're probably boiling over some slight that happened between Canada and Sweden at some international match in 1983 or something. The rest of the world, it's the game where they're on the ice and they beat the shit out of each other. I'll just keep the other one. <laughs> Stew's awesomely from Worcestershire. Yeah, the actual place, Worcestershire. Not the bottle, the place. Wouldn't it be awesome to be from, like, Mustard, Pennsylvania, or whatever? Or if, you're, if it would be Canada, it would be Gravy Manitoba. Because all y'all will fuck up some fries with gravy <laughs> that's indigenous to Canadian I don't know if you go to like India or whatever and on your travels because Canadians are well traveled again like Kiwis uh, Canadians will go to the, your Cuba they'll go all over you, you'll meet a Canadian everywhere I've met Canadians in Turkey uh, everywhere I've ever been and, um, they, and, and they're always nice <laughs> uh, if they're often named uh, Doug so they're easy to spot. I've also, I've also met Colin in a bunch of places. Does that count? No, not really. By the way, it was Colin's birthday. He's, uh, it was uh, this week, two days ago. Uh, he's 85 years old. And he looks sensational. We had such a good time in London. We did the Palladium for two weeks. And uh, uh, me and Colin and a bunch of other people from Whose Line. And... I love them so much. It's so cute and funny what they do. Anyway, me and Colin were in this show. I'm just trying to get laughs on this and everyone's got all quiet. Really, Greg? You're going to be that way? Have you finished the Laughlin story? No. So Niagara Falls has a casino. And the saddest, saddest main street in the world. What you're near is the most stunning, overwhelming, uh, gigantically awesome, literally, I, I overuse the word awesome, but very few things are ex- truly awesome. Niagara Falls is awesome. When you stand there, the volume of water and the amount of moisture in the air, the size of it, the space of it, it's mind-bending, like the Grand Canyon a little. And then on the other side is a shit casino on the American side <laughs> with a crap hotel, right and fucking on the edge, like, and you're like, oh. Ryan and I, because we're uh, Yankee home decorators in our spare time, (laughs) agreed that Niagara Falls would have been much better served. Instead of putting multi-high-rise hideous, from the hotel where we were staying on our side, on the Canadian side, um, a car park from my window and then the falls. (laughs) So they'd put the car park behind the hotel over the falls. And it was like, you might have put that somewhere else. (laughs) Now put it there! More like, yeah, we'll put the car park behind there. Right? Tell me that isn't a fucking Canadian mob job. I don't think I'm talking out of school here. There was a bus stop next to the hotel. I was up there smoking a bone. And I happened to look over past the bus stop. And from the bus stop was an unimpeded view of the falls. The whole of it. And I look back and there's a shit bus stop and then a bus pulled up and nobody got on. And it went away and I was like, this is the most beautiful bus stop in the world. (laughs) And no one knows about it. Because it's the end of a shit block next to a shit hotel, next to a shit bus stop. And an unimpeded view, birds, you. And and then of course, Uh, no. There's a gigantic inflatable gorilla on the main street in front of some fucking horrible house of fun. There's, you know, bars, you know, f- f- scroofies and Windedax acts and, you know, and hula hands and it's roofie time and woo! And fucking the forced fun that's unfun, the group fun that's the worst fun. Any place called Senior Frogs or Margaritaville or Pee-Pee or Pepe or anything like that. Or the word champion, anything like that. Sucks, balls, forever. Or fake Italian names like, you know, pastorita or whatever. No, fuck you. That's shitty. That's shitty. It's macaroni and it's shitty. We ate at a cafe macaroni at Niagara Falls and it was, uh, you know, I mean, I I know I sound like fucking Frazier at this point. I'm, I'm like Niles Crane. Well, the macaroni wasn't very good at all. Of course not, asshole. You were at a tourist place in the middle of the day in Niagara Falls. What'd you think it was going to be, gourmet and shit? The guy's going to come out, E-e-e-e-e-e-e-e? you know, no, no, it's Niagara Falls. Fuck you and the horse you fucking are going to sleep with later. <laughs> I went to some tchotchke shops. A tchotchke is a Yiddish word that means a little thing. This is, thank you, there's one Jew. There's uh, a... <laughs> This, this qualifies as a tchotchke this, this qualifies as a tchotchke right? a little a, you know, a, 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 a knick knack for all the white people bric-a-brac a knick knack oh you know it's just some knick knacks and whatnot. Oh, I've got a thimble collection I've got thimbles from everywhere got one from Laughlin oh, one. one from Niagara Falls but it melted It's just horrible, the main street. And Ryan and I decided that they needed to have little wooden cabins. If you had done little wooden cabins all along the side, imagine how fucking cute that would be. (laughs) Standing on the American side, looking at the Canadian side, and it's just little fucking cabins that are one story tall with smoke coming out of errant fire thing, and a little red truck driving down the street and everyone's just like Lauren Bacall in Dark Passage with like a buffalo plaid you know and big, big sleeves and whatnot and they have all got plaid hampers and shit you know and right in little fucking you know 50s you know sportswear hats and those awesome L.O. Bean type boots and shit and they're like hey what's happening eh we were gonna have some sandwiches and then drink whiskey till we puked you know the real Canadian experience we were gonna eat a cat made of maple and hideously, there's wine near there. Like, people grow wine.
1: And you're like, I'm from California. I'm
0: forbidden by law to drink wine from New York State. Crowd's all quiet. You're going you're to impugn Ontario wine. Au <laughs> contraire. Du vin de l'Ontario et oh. sauvon. Plus belle. You can almost smell the donuts in it. So, Kelowna, which, by the way, I played the hockey rink in Kelowna some ten years ago. Yeah, We were on a just-for-last tour. Uh, British Columbian, uh, Canadian... Comedy legend Tim Nutt was on that tour with us, and uh, the nut bag, as I like to call him. <laughs> Tim and I had many good times on the many good times on the uh, trip, and uh, we played a, 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 a hockey rink in Kelowna and the hockey rink in Kelowna, the, the one where the team, the Kelowna. Rocket. Sure. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. The Kelowna Rockets. <advisory> there ain't nothing you can name Like a good old hockey. Oh, Canada, my home and native land Here's your Kelowna Rockets! Dun, done, 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 done. Wanted for assault and battery. <inaudible> From the Great Slave Lake, please welcome the Wigwam. Uh, yeah. So we walks into the rink, and uh, it smelled like donuts, because they, yeah, anticipating the comedy show, they'd already fired up the donuts. So that's all you smelled, and it's what you smelled like later. So when we play the gig in cologne with the boys, well, there's out back they make them little donuts in a bag. And I bring them in, right? Because I always buy a bag and I bring them in. And everybody, because I work with actresses. (laughs) Oh, donuts! (laughs) Right? You should see the fucking scene in our dressing room. (laughs) Oh, I can't have a donut. (laughs) I I think you can. (laughs) you're an autonomous alcoholic middle-aged man (laughs) i believe you have the license to have a donut if you wish i know you're watching your weight and all that shit. i know i know i got it i got it (laughs) charles by the way right into the bag (laughs) mr hyde (laughs) right woman's thigh appears you know the whole thing Ryan and Jeff. <laughs> Jeff a little more hearty. Ryan'll eat one and be like, mm. Say. <laughs> Every time I'm like. Really? It's it's World War II and we're rationing donut holes. Eat the fucking donut hole. We're going on stage. Get some instant energy. They're bombs of lard and sugar. Oh, I can do Ryan. I can do all of them. Of course. We've known each other a thousand fucking years. We don't do it for each other that much. Occasionally. No, never. Uh, and the, so we, I, we stay at this one hotel in Kelowna and it's a cute little hotel. I can't think of the name of it. It's beautiful. It's right on the water and whatnot. And you... Which one? The
1: Eldorado. The Grand.
0: The Grand, the Eldorado? All of these names are so romantic. <laughs> the Whispering Memory. <laughs> the Catherine Mansfield Orgasmic
1: Suite.
0: <laughs> the Farley Moat Chasing a Wolf Around the Room Room. the William Shatner <laughs> pavilion uh, it was one of those I think it was the grand it's all tall and then it's on, it, there's like a, a carriage driveway one of those like you, yeah. you drive down a thing it's just it's a skip from town we nip into town and town <laughs> There's a statue of Ogo Pogo and there's a guy sleeping, okay? That's it. Right. I love Ogo Pogo, by the way. Because by the, by the by, when you go to the other lakes that have monsters, it's the same doll. And they've repurposed it at all of the tourist shops. And sometimes it has all four lakes named on it. It'll say, it's Ogo Pogo. It's also Snagadugo. Couldn't you make one that's just Ogo Pogo? I want to see Ogopogo. I've stood there for hours. <laughs> just high. Just like...
1: <laughs> Pogo!
0: Oh! Oh! Go po No. Ogopogo! No. no. Nothing but Ogopogo disappointment. Then you can go look at the plastic one that's set in the concrete that, people, like, dogs go on. There's a casino in the hotel. And it's a room smaller than this stage. (laughs) And it has like three slot machines and three poker machines. And that is the saddest casino in the world. (laughs) Except for some of the government-run ones in Saskatchewan. Those have an air of desperation that only a group of potash miners can bring. (laughs) When you're drinking whiskey because that's all the end goal is... There's no bright dawn. You're in Saskatchewan. And it is not on. That casino, yeah. I remember smoking a bone behind there and the football game was going on in the back and all the crew guys were out in the back like, well, there's a football game tonight. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I know I haven't impressed you. A lot of you are like, yeah, you haven't been to like Port Radium. I'm going to go on my Arctic Circle tour because soon it's going to be the beachfront property balmy tropical tour the Northwest Passage is now a you know kind of a cut off some flip flop affair let's get to the sh- oh Christ so many nice uh, gifts so much swag yeah we're going to get through all of it I don't care we're here um, young Sarah and Young Lisa gave me this, and they also gave me a bottle of um, of Crystal Skull vodka. I believe that's what it is. It's Dan Aykroyd's brand, and it's been downsized. This bottle. This bottle was clearly left in the dryer by Jeremy Hawks, and it says. Greg's Favorite Things, I have not read it, I've glanced at it, a la Julie Andrews. I think of course, uh, and they've done a picture of me as Julie Andrews in (laughs) The Sound of Music, and there's a munchak, and kittens is there, and I've got a bottle of vodka, and I'm wearing a little peppy skirt like a Julie Andrews. I had a huge crush on Julie Andrews, when I was little, my parents took me to see uh, Mary Poppins when I was in my footsie pajamas in the back of the station wagon and I was pretty like, wow, she has got it going on. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but fucking Mary Poppins. (laughs) She
1: flies.
0: (laughs) She sings. Right? I love Julie (laughs) Andrews. And then later in her career, she tried to do a couple of, like, hard, biting roles. There's a movie called The Tamarind Seed with Omar Sharif. It's kind of a thriller. And then every once in a while she tried to play, like, a calla, you know, like an adult. Uh, and she's a wonderful actor and, and a superb singer. But I think The Sound of Music in Mary Poppins, you just don't escape that, do you? It, it's so overwhelmingly large and awesome why would you want to escape it in, in, in a lot of ways She's, she used to come on like Carol Burnett's variety show Greg are you turning into like a gay rock on tour right now <laughs> turning into like Leonard Cohen said honey I was born in a suit <laughs> having like, a woman open it for me Hard to open, right? Don't bite it. (laughs) I thought your teeth would break off. What we're doing is illegal. I love that about you. Right. I can't. Oh, look at the tensile strength in your hands. You're doing the Lord's work. Thank you, my precious Lord. I was going to throw it, Doug, but all right. Thank you for being so attentive. Rogers and Hammerstein wrote uh, *The Sound of Music*, and uh, did they not? Yes. And uh, hey, uh, Rob, uh, do you have the? Will you will you find John Coltrane in there on the iPod? Do I have my favorite things uh, on there? If I don't, Jennifer's gonna be like, this was the stupidest episode ever. <laughs> you fucking call for my favorite things at Christmas and you don't have it? I think I do. Well, anyway, it's to the tune They've written a la Julie Andrews, but fortunately I speak Sound of Music Ease. And I know that they mean my favorite things because of course it's titled Greg's Favorite Things. I'm not going to sing it to John Coltrane's version because as you know, it starts out with the tune and then becomes an exposition. Yeah. Listen to this for a second. This is the best Christmas carol ever, by the way. If you want to hip it up around the crib, put some sh- shades on while you listen. down a little bit here. Uh, John Coltrane's version is just uh, an unbelievable trip to heaven. Oh, by the way, speaking of going to Coltrane, uh, I saw, uh, last night with Jennifer, we went and saw Ron Carter, uh, who was in Miles' band, as you know, in the late 60s and in everyone's band, ever. Ron Carter, I think, has 2,100 recordings, plays bass. And the week before that, in New York, we went and saw Chick Corea uh, with his band and with Ravi Coltrane, uh, John Coltrane's son. And the I've just seen so much jazz this week. It's been fantastic. I don't know if you guys like jazz. I know that uh, it's a hard sell in this day and age sometimes for people, but uh, there is still a lot of good jazz out there. But you're talking about seeing two people, as I always say they're both in their 70s and they were both in insane form and uh, Ron Carter is six and a half feet tall and slim and beautiful and he had a beautiful suit on it as did everyone in his band and they came out and they took a bow together then they sat down guitar, bass and piano and knocked it out, right? And at the end of the show uh, he happened to be standing there and Jennifer and I went up to him and Jennifer went oh my god uh, you're so um, refined and elegant and he went tell me about it. (laughs) That's fucking cool.
1: <laughs>
0: Chick Corea, we didn't get to flag, but he was awesome. A real trip. Uh, uh, I, I suggest, if you get a chance, all these cats played with Miles Davis. And they all played with, you know, this is the, the college they all graduated from, Herbie Hancock. They're all in their 70s now. But um, if you get a chance to see any of them, it's, it's really worth your time. It really, really is. If you're eating edibles, it's amazing. <laughs> But even a couple of just drinks and hanging out, right? Like go And dress up, you know what I mean? Like put a fucking suit on and go to the jazz show and just be like, yeah. It's the only native Canadian music. Maynard Ferguson, anyone? Oscar Peterson? Oh, yeah. There's fucking Canadian jazz. Got your Diana call and whatnot? All right, I'm going to sing this. This is to the tune of... Yeah, I know. It's to the tune of... I don't know why I said that. I saw her once, and I, I ordered a pizza. Um. Hey, kittens, it's the old Proop Dog. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Surprise! Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. It's easy. Creating your website with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a moose. Free custom domain. Squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free for a year. Beautiful templates, design a best-in-class online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plugin. Seamless commerce tools, from nationally recognized brands to your favorite local shops. Squarespace is trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world, including all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails in one intuitive interface. Squarespace Commerce allows you to understand every aspect of your business. Customer Support Squarespace offers 24-7 customer support. Every member of the customer care team is an experienced Squarespace user working in a Squarespace office. No matter how technical your problem or trivial-seeming your question, one of their team is always online to assist you. Start your free trial today at Squarespace.com and enter offer code PROOPS to get 10% off your first purchase. That's P-R-O-O-P-S. Squarespace. Set your website apart. Don't forget the R. I, mean, I, I said, thank you for the poem, and Lisa went, it's a song. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't write the song. Uh, Richard Rogers wrote the song, but uh, you wrote this part. <laughs> I wish I could sing like Julie Andrews, but I can't. Uh, I in my vodka, and kitten's so sassy. Satchel page wisdom, quoted so classy. Doobies plenty rolled nice up and tight. These are the things that keep my thoughts light. Forts made of blankets and young Frankenstein. Baseball and neckties in Jennifer's mind. Wild boars that frolic on beaches like Kings. These are a few of my favorite things. When the Trump tweets, when the Pence bleeds, When I'm feeling mad, I simply remember my favorite things. And then I don't feel so bad. Hillary Clinton in blue satin sashes, shattered glass ceilings and leading the mashes. Moonjacks to lean on when I'm feeling low. These are the things that make my heart glow. That's so cute. And the last part is Tony Bennett. When the Trump tweets, when the Pence bleats, when I'm feeling mad. I simply remember my favorite things And then I don't feel so bad Thank you for that Thank you for the vodka too Mark? No Jeremy? No I was Hitler's cat Mark Who was it? Mark Mark I was right. A book called "I Was Hitler's Cat." On the front is a picture of uh, Trump, and the difference was Hitler thought he was going to win. And underneath it is a small cat wearing a swastika. Somebody say, stop, stop. Uh, The wheels of the count. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me just read the description Holocaust humor, like revenge. Is a dish best served cold? (sighs) Hitler humor I'm all for. Here's one of my old Hitler jokes. I went to Anne Frank's house. I learned about someone I never knew, Anne Frank's roommate. Every time the phone rang, Anne Frank was like, just
1: say I'm not here. Just say I'm not here.
0: (laughs) Uh, She's not here right now. Can I take a message? Yeah, H-I-T, slow down. That was my, my unfrank joke.
1: <laughs> just say I'm not here.
0: <laughs> right? They're funny. I'm just saying. When I saw the sentence that was coming at me, no. Nope. <laughs> not in this atmosphere. During the chaotic final months of the Second World War, a Machiavellian cat plots to get between Adolf Hitler and his beloved German shepherd, Blonde. <laughs> Nearly two decades later, the bitter feline sets the historical record straight with a story that is at once absurd, whimsical, and heartbreaking. (laughs) Thank you for that book, Mark. I appreciate it. Charlie Brown... Thank you, Mark. Charlie Brown uh, gave me this book. I'm not kidding. I know, you're going to like... And he said to me... Special note of the inscription in it. He did not inscribe it, he bought it used. It's called Drinking, Smoking, and Screwing Great Writers on Good Times, edited by Sarah Nichols and an introduction by Bob Shakas. And, and the front page, uh, written to someone who was obviously given as a gift, it says, To Ben, much love, your mother. <laughs> oh, Mom. Let's hope they weren't doing all of those things. Maybe one or two. Somebody say, there we go. Uh, Ooh, Mary McCarthy. Uh, All sorts of weird, irrelevant ideas floated through Dottie's head as the key turned in the lock and she found herself for the first time alone with a man in his flat. Tonight was Midsummer's night, the summer solstice when maids had given up their treasure to fructify the crops. (sighs) She had that in background reading for A Midsummer Night's Dream. Her Shakespeare teacher had been awfully keen on anthropology and he had them study in Frasier about the ancient fertility rites and how the peasants in Europe till quite recent times had lit big bonfires in honor of the corn maiden and then lain together in the fields. L-A-I-N. <laughs> Lane. Lane. Even the group would laugh if Dottie confessed that she was exactly in the mood for a long, comfy discussion with Dick. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Holocaust,
0: Holocaust, Holocaust. (laughs) Just about. Let's move on in the story. Ooh. He had been most considerate on dressing her slowly in a matter of fact way, as if he were helping her off with her outdoor things. He took her hat and furs and put them in the closet and then unfastened her dress. I've lost my place. I can't see through my glasses. This next sentence is going to hurt a little bit. I glanced ahead. Bending over the snaps with a funny concentrated scowl rather like daddy's when he was hooking up mother for a party <laughs> I saw daddy hooking mommy up Stories off the chain. (laughs) When her dress was gone, she felt rather faint for a minute. But he left her in the slip, just as they did in the doctor's office, while he took off. (laughs) Oh, Dick! While he took off her shoes and stockings, and under her brassiere, and girdle, and (laughs) step-ins. It's just a freak show Baby, baby, on the dance floor It's just a freak show The men all pause When I walk into the room The men all pause Uh, uh, uh. And they all sing the same old Whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa. Step-ins Finally, when he drew her slip over her head with great pain so as not to muss her hair do. She was hardly trembling when she stood there in front of him with nothing on but her pearls. I think you've got enough for some night thoughts. Charlie Brown. Uh, Jeremy? No. <laughs> well, that was my only guess. Anyway, this dude who yelled no gave me a book. He thinks that somehow yelling no is an acceptable answer. Trevor Noah, born a Crime Stories from a South African Childhood. Thank you very much for this. I shall read it with great interest. Uh, moving on. Uh... <laughs> No, I will. I like her. Uh, Karen? Jessica? Yeah, Karen. Right? Oh, she's in the bathroom. I've forgotten your name now. It's been so long. No, not you. I remember you, Karen. Jared? Jordan. Jordan, thank you. Mind if I call you Jared? Uh, Gave me a couple of awesome things. Uh, Some dank. Thank you very much for that. uh, We're in um, Vancouver. Um, Fighting animal testing, says on the outside of the bag. Lush, fresh, handmade cosmetics. And inside... Is a David Bowie bar of soap? (laughs) Oh no, it's bath. It's bath powder, right? It's. Is it like Ziggy supposed to be Ziggy? I mean, uh, Aladdin Sane? It's David Snowy. David Snowy. It's what? David Snowy. Snowy. David Snowy. The snowman that was built for David Bowie. Oh, David Snowy. that's how it goes. Thank you, David Snowy. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. Oh, David Bowie. I think we had to know something at the beginning of the year. When it fucking started with David Bowie, it was like... This can't end well. <laughs> the return of the thin white duke Blowing dots in lovers' eyes uh, uh, They gave me a bunch of singles, which is really cool. Uh, I have a record player, uh, a hi-fi, a uh, stereo. Uh, it's a very expensive affair that Jennifer bought, and I'm not allowed to touch it or look at it. We have a whole bunch of jazz records. She allowed me to play Tower of Power a couple times in Ohio Players. We have lots of jazz. And people give us loads of records that are so nice. I have jazz records from everybody. I have Count Basie, this, that. And, um, uh, but yeah, we have a little 45 thing that we can play. And she gave me, yeah, Michael McDonald's. The theme from Running Scared, Sweet Freedom. Which goes a little bit like this. Chance yeah. sweet freedom. <laughs> Shine your light on me, will oh, keep your spirit alive <laughs> all night long. <laughs> Gregory Hines was in this movie, and Gregory Hines is in the heavens now with Billy Crystal, and Billy Crystal's a very funny guy, but Gregory Hines was a a tap dancer, an actor of rare talent, Uh, Waiting to Exhale with Gregory Hines, if you want to dig him, and uh, I got to see him perform with his brother Maurice uh, at the San Francisco Opera House, I remember, in the early 80s, and they did a bunch of tap things to a Duke Ellington thing, and he was just an extraordinary performer. Uh, Thank you very much for that. Um, let's see here. What else is this one? Huey Lewis in the news. Well, my friend, I got a buddy back there wearing an American psycho t-shirt. This one's for you. Um, I'm from uh, the Bay Area and they are from, I think, Corta Madeira. Uh, they're from Marin They were a band called Clover, and they played on Elvis Costello's first album. So that first album that's got a turn out the tetus so tonight respect your mother was respected to so you. father won no they think that I got no respect but oh, Everything means less than to. Wait That record. It's the one that Huey Lewis and the news plays on and I'll again. <laughs> the Force theme by Miko. Oh, it's Empire Strikes Back Medley by Miko. That's the one that went... It was a disco hit. 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 <laughs> like Taco doing Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> If you're blue and don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Put it on the wrist. How do you take a song that swings harder than any song and make it not swing? Taco found a fucking way. I haven't seen it here in this pile, but I'm hoping for it, and I think you know which one it is. I'm a superstar. Rock Amodales. Amadeus. Full, 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 This one's for Falco, you guys. <laughs> Swirling in the heavens, man. Holler, uh, Oats, out of touch. <laughs> but I'm out of my head when you're not around. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about fucking Hall out it's Like crowded house you're like fuck I know all their songs <laughs> it's disappointing you hate yourself right like Billy Joel you go fuck I know that one fuck I know that one working too hard gives you a heart attack you ought to know by now. and you're like fuck fuck I don't want to know that one I don't want to know that one Right, but with Hollow Notes, I, I could drop 18 hollow Notes songs on you, and every single person in this room will start crying. <laughs> For instance, <laughs> you're a rich girl and you've gone too far, but you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money, you can rely on the old man's money it's a bitch girl and you're but you know it don't matter anyway. You can make money, but it won't get you too far. I don't know. Don't don't you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a good fucking song, man. That's a good fucking song. Everyone in the world knows that song. Everyone in the world. You could go to Antarctica and a pen will be like... <laughs> well it's plain to see. Love's taking its toll on me. She's gone. Oh I oh I I better learn how to face it, she's gone. Oh I, oh, I. <laughs> This one is off the fucking deep end. Gina Vanelli. Black cars. I, I, I don't have black cars. Rob, go to the Gina Vanelli section on my iPod. I have a Gina Vanelli section on my iPod. I saw him several times. I don't know why. I'm an American, but I know who the fuck Gina Vanelli was. We saw him... And he did uh, uh, Storm at Sunup, I guess it was that album, and then um, Fly Into This Night, whatever that album was called. Uh, oh, we're always oh, fans. A couple times. Um, the second time we saw him, we smoked Angel Dust. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 70s, you guys.
1: And
0: by the way, who would go see Gino Vanelli on Angel Dust? <laughs> if you were going to pick a drug for Gino Vanelli... Because we all know, though, what is it, a... Uh, when I think about those nights in Montreal... I can't do his voice. No one can do his voice. He has, like, five octaves. He's a beautiful singer. Uh, will, will you play uh, I've, uh, i I've played it before on the show, but I'm going to play it anyway. Love is a Night. Rob. <laughs> this one's called Black Cars, and Black Cars was his new wave hit, and it was on MTV, and it went... Yeah. chest hair. <laughs> and he was so fucking oily. Tiny and perfectly formed. <laughs> Gene Vanelli was a badass, man. <laughs> fucking everyone else has stopped listening to the show right now.
1: <laughs>
0: I think we finally reached a Canadian cul de sac. <laughs> they were willing to go with the Tim Hortons thing for a while and Leonard Cohen okay yeah he's cool <laughs> you're doing Gina Vanelli songs in your act now <sighs> he wore the tightest fucking jeans and never got low or anything but it was all up here and a giant giant Italian perm it was really good Black Cars was his, in there alright uh, David Belly. Wow, Dancing with the Big Boys. I remember that one. I don't have it on my... Oh, but I do have this one. Here, fucking spin this one. Fuck it. Fuck this fucking year. Uh, I've had it up to here, as they say. Uh, uh, Blue Jean by David Bowie. Spin that one just for a second. I know we played it on the show a million times. I honestly don't give a shit tonight. I feel like we're in my room and we're smoking weed and we're playing records now. Really loud. you down
1: when you leave them Oh, It's me sweeter than
0: playing that one. you can out a little bit better. And then, Eddie Murphy, Party All the Time. Yeah. Produced by Rick James. Which gave it that feeling of, you could smell the freebase in the record. And then awesomely, Queen. Yeah. I want to break free. Wow, we all know that one. I don't. I don't. Is that bad? I saw Queen. I was a fan. What? <laughs> the same donut? What? <laughs> From what before with the donuts? You're like what? Which ones I want to break free? The video whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> Choose a Queen representative. <laughs> it's the video where he has what? <laughs> he's
1: vacuuming
0: wearing a dress. Oh, he's vacuuming wearing a dress. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it an '80s one? It's an eighties one. Okay, all right. Thank you. It's nineteen eighty four, it says it on the label. Thank you. I don't have any queen on there, do I? I don't think I do. I what I saw them though, like I said. And they opened and closed with We Will Rock You. They opened with it and they closed with it. And they did Bohemian Rhapsody. But they did a bunch of stuff off News of the World because that was the album that, that was the big one at the time. And what was it? Uh, Daniel was low, just watching the show over and over again. And, and Freddie would run over to the piano, and then he'd run up the staircase, and he, he wore like Harlequin pants that were really tight on his butt that were sequined and shit. And he had a giant mustache and enormous teeth and a weird rock mullet and a half fucking uh, microphone stand and was as fruity as a bag of fucking figs. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> and they did all their hits, baby. This was 78, so they did fucking Tie Your Mother Down and uh, "You Not at the Opera, all that shit. Remember. What is it? Uh, I'm bound to be proposing on a Saturday night. I'll be lazy on a Sunday. Lazy on a Sunday. Lazy on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, another book here oh, shit, really? I see the checks going out. That means the show's over. I'm joking. It's not, it's not. It's not over till, till then. Uh, uh, you, they've also given me this book called How Not to Say What You Mean, a Dictionary of Euphemisms. Um, <laughs> like, for instance, in Canada, you would never say, um, I don't want to pursue this relationship. I don't feel we're emotionally compatible to one another. You'd say, um, shut up, I'm trying to watch the hockey. <laughs> right? You know, a euphemism. So let's just, hear somebody do something. Yep. There we go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, we ended up on Gr- Greek. Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> Funny how Greek and French always end up in the same area. You, you never start anything with the English one and then go, oh, God, we're going to be embarrassed to say that. But with Greek, it's always like, oh, ouch, ouch, ouch. Ouch. Quit it. I'm stuck on that one. Grind the wind. Obsolete. British to be punished on a treadmill. Okay, that's too oblique. Here we go. Grunter. A pig. Used among fishermen to avoid saying the word pig. Pig. What's that curly tailed hoofed animal over there? Shhh. <laughs> <laughs> there being a taboo arising from sickness on board caused by rotten pork. When Kate referred to a pig, she said, Grunter. Cookson, 1969. Kate was married to a mariner. Huh. Well, isn't that the drizzling shits, as they say?
1: <laughs>
0: ah, here's one. Ice. Uh, and if you've ever been to Hawaii, which I know you haven't, but I know you've been to Barbados. Oh, no, you're on this coast. You have been to Hawaii. Sorry, I forgot. We're on the west coast of Canada. Sorry, sorry. I thought I was in Tio for a minute. I, I don't know what happened. Hello, I'm... Good evening, I'm Peter Mansbridge. Tonight, in Vancouver, an incident that's difficult to, to explain took place. Purported funny man Greg Proops, who alleges to be a friend of Colin Mockery, was brutally beaten by a group of Canadians... With a bag of Timbits. <laughs> Seems that he had mistaken their principality. <laughs> Let's go live to Vicky Gabarro. <laughs> Since you've been to
1: Hawaii. <laughs>
0: exactly. By the way, we have a pillow and a blanket and a painting. That's how beautiful you people are. A woman gave me an embroidered pillow that's beautifully embroidered with palm trees on it that says, fuck you, I was born in a cane field. And it lives in our house. And also a giant blanket where someone had stenciled crudely, fuck you, I was born in a cane field. And also, a very small painting of an island that says "Fuck you." I was born in the like, which I also have, and I treasure them. Yeah, it was the greatest heckle in the history of heckling. She didn't even know it. Although, when I met her at the bar before the show, she went, "You baby me, free. <laughs> That's his comedy. Fucking bury me, ice may i speaking of which can i have another i know you've cut everyone else off but i need a drink can i have another vodka please i have to get up and do telly in the morning you guys so when you watch me on am uh fucking vancouver tomorrow watch for the sweating middle-aged man greg what's it like when you used to be on whose line Blue Jean. I just met a girl named Blue Jean. I said vodka. (laughs) Ice. An an illegal narcotic. If you've been to Hawaii, you know that that's what they call methamphetamine. They don't call it um, meth. They call it ice. Formerly only cocaine, Mm, evidently. From the run-numbing sensation, I'll be snorting some ice around the USA is the attribution. Um, Ice queen, a reserved and chaste young woman. It gets gooder. Male use. That's how it's attributed. That's something a man says. Women just say, bitch, please from her supposed frigidity but not a champion's oh thanks yeah I'll, I'll toss the end piece yeah thanks thanks man let me give you this one
1: too
0: <laughs> thank you for this book it's lovely um, I'm going to read a poem and then we'll, get, we'll try to get to that swag there and the, the show has never actually permanently started in any case uh, uh, and at Edmund's corrections Eric Estrada's and uh, uh, other uh, effluvium uh, a woman wrote me, and uh, the name was indecipherable, but that matters not. And she, uh, this is a correction, so I'll make this quick. Recently, in your podcast, uh, Browns and Botanicals, you say the word "gypsy," which is an ethnic slur. The correct term is Romani. Romani or Roma. Some Romani will self-identify with this word, but when non-Roma use it, they're bringing up the very violent past and present where this word is used to repress and hurt the Romani. Uh, I appreciate that, and I, 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 did, I do remember saying it, and uh, it, it is, of course, a colloquial and in the vernacular, and you're absolutely uh, right. Uh, they are the Romani, and um, uh, not all Roma, by the way, are peripatetic. Uh, there are, of course, giant uh, uh, cities of people who Of Romas in Romania and whatnot. And um, uh, I didn't mean to uh, impugn them in any way. We're being particularly sensitive because now is a time when it would be a really good thing if we were all really sensitive about other people's fucking feelings, particularly in regard to their ethnicity. Sexual orientation, gender, whatnot. This is a very good time to be as gender as you can. This whole shoot from the hip, speaking of euphemisms, shoot from the hip means I'm a racist. And um, (laughs) tell it like it is means I really want to say the worst thing possible at all times. Um, Not uh, the, the PC thing. If PC constrains you, you're an awful person. Um, PC is constructed so that you don't say terrible, fucking, awful things to people and hurt their goddamn feelings. Um, it's only your white privilege that keeps you from seeing that. Um, if thank you, one person laughed. Everyone else went. Uh, in any case, uh, we're going to move right on here to, because I have something that I must read. Uh, it's a beautiful poem, and um, it's from our one of our fantastic. Uh, support for the Smartest Man in the World podcast comes from the Poetry Foundation. I love how she wrote this. She sent it to me. She's going to listen to this, of course, now and go, why did you say that I wrote this? When you should have just read it, and then it would have just been copying. Support for the Smartest Man in the World. It's because support makes me think of public television. <laughs> and as much as I enjoy a documentary about weasels or whatever,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, or, or, you know...
1: Dick
0: I didn't hear what you said. Um, I'll handle this. Hold that thought. Uh, Anyways, the Poetry Foundation is a proud sponsor and a poetry magazine. Poetry magazine publishes new work from the best contemporary poets writing today and invites you to read one of the oldest and most respected poetry journals in the world each month. Um, what the deal is is this a year's subscription to poetry gets you 11 books of the smartest essays poetry art and cultural criticism um, get poetry a special subscription offer to poetry magazine for listeners of the smartest men in the world it's at poetrymagazine.org slash smartest man for 20 clams you get 11 volumes it's beautiful I don't have the book with me but I do have a fantastic poetry water jug <laughs> And since you were so nice and opened the vodka for me, I'm going to give you this unconceivably valuable item. You can put vodka in it. Um, this is a poem by Sophia Sinclair. She was raised and um, born in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Her first full-length collection, this is the thing. I've been reading a lot of poems by, of course, you know, every classic poet, Lorca and Blake, whatnot, uh, Emily Dickinson, but I haven't been reading the new poems, and uh, being hooked up with the Poetry Foundation really gives me the opportunity to get into um, all of the new poets, and, um, and, and, and also focus on people who aren't old white guys. <laughs> and so I think it's a very worthy endeavor. Um, her first full-length collection, Cannibal, was won the 2015 Prairie Schooner Book Prize in Poetry and a 2016 Whiting Writers um, Award. Sinclair's poems have appeared in Poetry Magazine, The Kenyon Review, which is a very Tony uh, literary magazine, The Nation, New England Review, Boston Review, Gulf Coast, The Gettys Review, TriQuarterly, and I Review. She's been awarded fellowships from the Breadloaf Writers' Conference and the Fine Arts Work Center in Provincetown, the Amy Clampett Residency Award, and many, many other... Um, let me get to her poem here, Sophia Sinclair, and it's a beautiful poem, so shut up back there. <laughs> uh, center of the World. The meek inherit nothing, God in his tattered coat, this morning, a quiet tongue. In my ear, begging for alms, cold hands reaching up my skirt, little lamb, pulpered flock. Bless my black tea with tears. I've shorn your golden fleece, worn vast spools of white lace, glittering jacquard, gilded fig leaves, jeweled dust on my skin. Corn silk hair in my hems. I have milked the stout beast of what you call America and wear your men across my chest. Like furs, stick-pin fox and snow-blue chinchilla, they too came to nibble. At my door. The soft pink tangles I trap them in. Dear watchers in the shadows. Dear thick-thighed fiends. At ease, please. Tell the hounds who undress me with their eyes. I have nothing to hide. I will spread myself wide. Here, a flash of muscle. Here, some blood in the hunt. Now the center of my world. My incandescent cunt. All... <laughs> Poetry's real (laughs) All hail the dark blooms of Amaryllis And the wild pink Damascus My sweet Aphrodite unfolding in the kink All hail hot jasmine in the night Thick syrup in your mouth Forked dagger on my tongue Legions at my heel Here at the world's red mecca kneel here, Eden, here, Bethlehem. Here, in the cradle of Thebes, a towering sphinx roams the garden, her wet dawn devouring. Right? That shit got really real. Uh, that's Safia Sinclair, uh, if you're looking it up, and Poetry Foundation, um, uh, oh golly, I've blown the there it is, somewhere in there uh, dot com <laughs> well, poetryfoundation.org smash, uh, sm- slash smartest <laughs> smash smartest slang on the slang uh, truth vodka, thank you for this, whoever gave it to me it's lovely uh, back here, I think I talked to people before at the table What's what's your name? Charmaine. Oh, thank you, Charmaine. On bullshit by Harry Frankfurt, fantastic. And uh, Canada One Artisan Vodka. Ooh. That is a vodka. You'll go. Mm, 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 mm. Say. Thank you for that. around the corner from my house the amaretto they make is out of this world and a book called Hidden Figures who gave me this? what's your name? Betty. what was your name? Betty. Betty? Betty thank you so much what a, very, a wildly generous gift um, a, loads of bottles um, I don't know if the amaretto's but there's so much vodka <laughs> Five or six bottles of vodka. Jesus Christ. This seemed too strange not to buy, but for you to share. Plus, it had a goat on it. All the others are from Vancouver. And what's this one? Black goat vodka. Oh, Christ. And look how opaque it is. Wow. Is this like a satanic vodka? I've only read of this in the dead of night with clenched teeth, sweating profusely from my brow while a maiden dabs my head with a sponge. This looks good. You know, there's so little chance of me doing A.M. Vancouver tomorrow morning now. <laughs> All my buddies are here. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, I also wanted to show you this. Uh, A young lady named Pandora made it, and it's a beautiful uh, portrait of... um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm blanking on her name, but I'll remember it in a second here. Hypatia of Alexandria. I talk about her in the book, of course. Um, Hypatia was a a Jewish intellect who lived in Alexandria and uh, was done in by the authorities um, but not before she invented every goddamn thing in the world uh, she's a real marvel of the ancient world played by Rachel Weisz in the movie and um, it's a beautiful uh, painting of, uh, of uh, Hypatia and thank you very much for that I appreciate it Pandora your name uh, has so much meaning uh, as Elton John said what was it or was Bernie talking a double barreled name in the back of her brain um, thank you very much for that, it's fantastic I, I haven't really got to talk about it a lot but I, I know we played Hallelujah oh and thank you very much for the, vo- the water vodka bottle that, that was from down front here, it's a water bottle but the, water, the word water's is crossed out and below it says vodka so it will be a very easy way for me to contain uh, all the vodka that I've received tonight thank you very much for that uh, let's see here uh, what I wanted to t- talk about was uh, Leonard Cohen. Uh, I-, I know we mentioned him ever so briefly, um, but I think he's worth um, uh, talking about a little bit, particularly since we're in Canada, and uh, it hasn't been that long. Um, I-, I wanted to read you a couple of very funny things that he said. Uh, you know who he was, and you know what he did, and you know that he made a record right before uh, he ascended to the heavens, uh, where he is at the, uh, the uh, pearly gates uh, right now, smoking. <laughs> When he was a Buddhist monk at Mount Baldy in Los Angeles, he recorded an album and smoked and would drive into town and go to Canter's and get chicken soup. So, it wasn't like a Buddhist monk like we would think of a Buddhist monk. It was a Leonard Cohen Buddhist monk. Which means uh, uh, my, my, I came home a, a week ago and Jennifer goes, oh, would you like to, one of these? It's one of Leonard Cohen's recipes. And it was tequila and fruit juice. <laughs> yeah. Which evidently he made for the band during one album, and he was like, the band really responded to that. (laughs) The through line in his life that I can see, other other than his amazing poetry and uh, steadfast refusal to bend to any trend or any kind of pop information, uh, his uh, absolute integrity as a a musician and a poet is uh, uh, the chasing of chicks and the the dashing of the heart on the rocks thereof. And... uh, (laughs) Right, and uh, uh, drugs and drink and smoking. And he made it to 80-something. So I'm like, right on, Leonard Cohen. (laughs) He didn't start singing until he was in his 30s. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Unlikely pop star. When he was 33, he recorded his first record in 1967. He sang in an increasingly gravelly baritone, yes. I should say... He lost all his money in 2005. Uh, His former manager defrauded him, and he went back on the road again, and that's when he did this insane amount of work on the road. This is the part I like here. Nobody has a life that worked out the way they wanted it to work out. He sang about writing as, quote, a manual for living with defeat. But I don't fool myself. I know the game I'm in. When I wrote about Hank Williams, A Hundred Floors Above Me in the Tower song, it's not some kind of inverse modesty. I know where Hank Williams stands in the history of popular song. You're Cheatin' Heart, songs like that, are sublime in his own tradition, and I feel myself a very minor writer. I've taken a certain territory, and I've tried to maintain it and administrate it with the very best of my capacities. Uh, but I understand this is what the territory is. Um, it was le- uh, uh, Joni Mitchell uh, took up with Leonard Cohen, but they ended the affair after a year dismissing him as a boudoir poet. (laughs) Still, it was Cone's face she drew across a map of Canada in her song, A Case of You. After the affair ended, Joni said, I'm only a groupie for Picasso and Leonard. And this is what I love about him so much. One of the telling moments in his return from a triumphant 1995 tour to his empty house in L.A., he opens a bottle of wine and eats a TV dinner. I think he had so much humility and I think he knew. I, at one point uh, in one of his songs he says, I was blessed with a golden voice. And um, he wasn't. As a singer, he was a great poet. And I admire him so much for his honesty, Elon style and uh, gripping fucking portraits of sex, death, uh, and everything that matters in the world. Um, I've had so much fun here tonight with you guys. Uh, I'm going to play the last. Uh, this is off his last record, and it's uh, called "You Wanted Darker." And uh, but before b- before we go, I haven't I haven't told you where I'm going to be for ages. Oh, I think I kind of did. Oh, fuck it. In any case, <laughs> it's called "You Wanted Darker." And he finished right before uh, uh, he finished it right before he swirled into the heavens. And um, he lived quite near me in L.A. I didn't go bother him or anything, but I knew where he lived. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, his gift to the world is uh, still extant and even more resonant, of course, uh, in this day and age when uh, um, brutal honesty and poetry is the only thing I think that's going to uh, be the through line uh, that carries us to the next uh, goal. That and our reliance on one another uh, to look after one another and not um, expect uh, society and the giant institutions that have uh, perpetually failed in the United States uh, that seem to be kind of going okay in Canada. Um, You still have a constitute? Well, you don't. But I'll I'll trade you your PM for our fucking president. I know. I know that's not going to happen.
1: What's the dowry on that? I know, right?
0: Wow. Yeah. Would uh, you like asylum, Greg? What happened? Asylum? No, you have to. Oh, oh right. You know what? I would move to Canada. It's damn here, you guys. What about my glasses? Right, someone went global warming. That only means it's gonna rain more for you guys. It never rains in California. Ever. But girl, don't they warn you? Uh, No, you're so sweet. I'd I'd love to move here. You you have weed, you have wine, you have cheese. I mean, it's it's on. Uh, You have every food from every country in Asia. Yeah, no, it's happening in Vancouver, I grant you that. And then it rains for like 8,000 days in a row. And there's that weird road that you take in from the airport. Where there's those giant green lights that are every several feet and I always think we're going to smash into one the whole time and it's miles and miles of them on a city street with giant green lampposts can't you build a little freeway a little sexy Jetsons Brrr. remember the Jetsons Brrr. there was never ram, ram, never that on the Jetsons Brrr. that was the future I wanted everything was a Prius and shit In any case, uh, I've had so much fun here tonight, and I can't thank you enough. Uh, uh, Start spinning that um, last uh, Leonard Cohen jam there. Um, Oh, yeah. He didn't fuck around. (laughs) The thing that's so extraordinary is, like all the artists I was talking about tonight, Chick Corea and Ron Carter and whatnot, he was in top form at the end of his life. Top form. That's all any of us can hope for. Uh, One, to live. And two, uh, to be able to follow a muse like he did, or to follow whatever it is that uh, is uh, impelling you and compelling you to move on. if You are the dealer. I'm out of the game. Singing if voice. You I'm broken
1: and lame. If thine is the glory, then mine must be the shame.
0: You want it darker? We kill the flame. Wow. Uh, you've been the smartest crowd in the world. I've been the smartest man in the world. Thank you very much for coming out tonight. On every page, tributes, every page ring, you trim be a not your page when you're get a cool Papa doll. If you have to play bonds, make sure they're very bonds. I wish you nothing but love. Turn that up real loud. Let's play Leonard Cohen. Good night, you guys.